Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoiseshack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. As usual, I'm asking you for your support. I want you to put your hands in your pocket and pay it forward so the Tortoiseshack can remain independent, ad-free, sponsor-free and not having to do some live reads for some Sky TV show or some other nonsense. Well, the podcasts we put out are free, the work clearly has a value. And the only way that keeps going is if some of you pay it forward so everybody else can listen. The easiest way to do it is click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. It is at the top of the podcast you're listening to right now. You get a ton of extras for that, including all of our podcasts in one consolidated feed, totally plea free. So you don't have to listen to me beg, but beg I must. As Father Peter McVeary said to me before, people are brilliant at compassion. They're not so great at solidarity. But whatever about solidarity, I need your compassion. And it really is your compassion that gives us the price of a fancy cup of coffee once a month and keeps this show on the road. So one more time, patreon.com forward slash tortoise I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves and we have continued to cover, obviously, events in Israel-Palestine since October 7th, since the Hamas attacks that have have shocked the world. And there's no two ways about it. They shocked the world. They were utterly deplorable. And we've seen great suffering. But unfortunately, we've seen a huge reaction that has been abominable. And I, I, I don't know if I can come up with stronger terms because there are no words to see what we've seen just for listeners benefits i'm recording this on friday evening uh, earlier today i spoke with Mac- mahmoud mustaha who is uh, a young gazan uh, journalist he was only a journalist a few months martin when he joined us he, it was the first podcast he'd ever done and uh, he was he was recording inside al-shifa hospital and since then, the outside of Al Shifa Hospital, there was uh, a airstrike on ambulances that were apparently a convoy bringing people who were too sick to be treated in Al Shifa out to hopefully get them across the Rafah crossing to so to into Egypt where they may be treated. And those ambulances were, were struck as well as many people. Al Shifa had 30,000 people congregating in the area because they thought that might be the safe space. It is a it is a war crime. Striking hospitals is a war crime. Anyway, I am. Um, we will continue to cover it. You will hear from Mahmoud as, uh, throughout the podcasts that we've been doing. Um, and oh, and thank you to our listeners for helping us make those connections possible. It, it, it means the world to us. But tonight we want to have a really overdue conversation with Martin, someone we, someone who blew us away the first time we spoke to, someone who absolutely, you know. Uh, put us in our places, and 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 it's rare you get put in your place, Martin. I I I I certainly think Jacob and I were birds of a feather the last time we spoke. I think we agreed pretty much on anything, and and it is really nice to have Jacob back. And I must say that it is overdue, and I blame Tony for being so overdue. Uh, Jacob, as you. As usual, I get the blame for everything, folks. But we are thrilled to be rejoined on the podcast for the first time in too long by uh, by Jacob Wolf, who is a member of Jews for Palestine, Ireland, and uh, a, a one of the best writers. If you've read any any essays or or sources for for the history of anti-Semitism, the anti-Semitism conspiracy theory, how it's been used, how it's been weaponized, and a um, Someone who who literally, I would often think. Uh, actually, I bet you if I ask Jacob, he'll know four or five links that'll that'll bring me up to speed on this. Jacob, it's great to see you. How are you keeping, uh, pal? Uh, Shabbat shalom, t- Tony and Martin. It's uh, I'm not I'm not going to say it's it's been good. There's been a lot of heartbreak 
heartbreak, heartbreak, a lot of a lot of mourning. Um, every both Jewish and Palestinian person I know, I know, know has just felt distressed uh, almost this entire past month. Past month, but but like we are keeping, we are keeping on, on, we're on, we're keeping focused, focused, focus, and I'm just, re- just really glad there's a active solidarity movement here to make sure that like we have things to do and to stop us all like losing our minds with grief. Yeah, and I think that's that is true because I I, I was speaking to uh, uh, Mohammed Shahada yesterday, and I said to him uh, uh, jokingly, I said, and we continue to do this, and, and we won't go mad. And he said, No, no, Tony, I'm already gone mad from this. I think we've all gone slightly mad, mm-hmm. Jacob. But in terms of it's really can can we can we talk a little bit about we we've often spoken with the quiet home of anti-Semitism. Uh, and it, and it, it often hangs there in the background, and I've no, you know, we've called it out and said we don't, we've no time for it. But there's there is a a historical link to to, to the anti anti semitism, and Ireland has not been immune from it, far from it. In, in fact, do you mind giving us a little bit of a um, a background to it, uh, and and why people need to be wary? Because you know, I've seen, as I said, the Shamim Malakmian. It's 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 scary to see people sharing accounts that are just all of a sudden pro-Palestine because they just want to dunk on Jewish people, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. First, I want to say, like, I share in the, like, maddening experience the rest of the country has had in watching, like, Brit- Brits, and, Brits and Yanks who don't know anything about Ireland, Ireland, or its history, or its, co- or its culture, just just libeling the entire country as hopelessly anti-Semitic, medic, uh, medic talking about us as if like we're just like a nation of Catholic superstition, superstition that ju- that ju- and that are just like attending like priest priestly seminars, Nars last to, to blame you, which is just like completely nonsense, off face, not off face nonsense. You can tell these people know nothing about about our about our country. Uh, and I think like I've got a lot of messages in the past two weeks. People I think who really want me to be the, their Jewish person who is willing to say no and is not anti-Semitic. These people, these people are wrong. Uh, I'm unfortunately, I'm unfortunately, I'd like to say that, but unfortunately, I'm not position to do it. I can say these people are completely off base, base about the country, the country. Like it's not Catholic superstition to the extent anti-Semitism exists. In my mind, we're getting it from like it's from the same place the rest of the world get world's getting it. It's like the uh like far right conspiracy we- uh, mesh that like the global right right wing movement seems to be homogenizing into 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 and we uh, into and it's it is very hard to speak to speak on that that but I think it's necessary to. Like while rejecting the now the narrative that trying people are trying to force on Ireland to delegitimize the very real and powerful and passionate solidarity of Palestine, I think it is necessary, necessary to talk to talk about the actual history that that exists. This, I mean, we've got things like like the the Limerick pogrom, 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 uh, Ireland refusing refugees during the Second World War, which is one of the reasons the community is so small, so small, um. A ve- the very stra- strange history history of like associating Jewish people with every liberal cause. Like you two have both been personally accused of 
uh, working for George Soros. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we we could we could both probably do with George Soros's uh, check every we, month. We're but... still waiting on the checks. <laughs> we are still waiting. On the still waiting. So unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I, I work for the Elders of Zion position, uh, division, not the Soros division. So I cannot help you. You have to go tell. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, this. I mean, yeah, most of our listeners, listeners I'm sure. I'm I'm too young to remember like the marriage referendum and things and things like that. Like that, that. But like most of our listeners will remember, but the repeal and marriage and marriage referendums, uh, which like there was a very real undercurrent of anti-Semitism during those of like accusing us all. Can, can I pause you? Pause it there because mm. I wasn't aware of that because I didn't see it until you pointed it out. So mm. can we? Can we? Can we just address that because? It was it was the fact that most of the people who were picked on were like let's face it there's this tiny Jewish community in Ireland mm. and yet they found themselves to be the people who were taking the most abuse can can you explain a little bit about that because as i said at the time you know i'm i'm wearing my 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 badges and i'm out there and i'm shouting for change mm. and i didn't i didn't realize that the, i couldn't hear the quiet hum of anti-semitism uh, mm. until someone like you came into my life and explained it to me mm Ah, oh, t- thank you, Tony. Yeah, yes, I think like this is like a, a wide ranging debate within the history history of us. Of it, some people have argued we should distinguish between like uh, Judeophobia, uh, which is which is like uh, more equivalent to other forms of racism, more directly anti-Jewish bigotry, and anti-Semitism, which which the name itself doesn't really make any sense. But unfortunately, it's the one we're stuck with. Suck, which which is more of like more of like an ideology and worldview and conspiracy theory that came about after uh, specifically after the Dreyfus affair in France, France uh, just before the start of the twentieth century, entry, entry, uh, entry, which is like much more wide rate wide ranging. I think a lot of people who will like recognize uh, one form, uh, the other is often like quieter, more conspiratorial, and unless you really know to look for it, harder like harder to recognize. But when you say it's harder to recognise, when we looked at it in that in that situation, there was. Can we go specifically to the the marriage referendum and that? There were what? How did it manifest itself? Just so people can be aware of the history of it. Like there, you you pointed out the other evening on social media, and I don't want to. I, I I'd like you to admit, to talk about it because again, some people are scratching their heads right now, going, "What are you on about? To, mm. who, who who was targeted and how?" Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thank you for following up, t- Tony. Uh, Tony, for, for instance, like like this is a long, long time time conspir- conspiracy theory. We can talk about why it happens. Just concrete examples are things like, uh, as I said, accusing the movement of being like in the pocket in the pocketbook of like a Jewish conspiracy. Conspiracy, like most directly working for uh, accusing people of working for Soros. Soros being just one like a long history of like Jewish billionaires who dares who like may or may not donate to like liberal ca- liberal causes causes but who like definitely aren't the reason those causes exist like those causes have, have their own real historical material reasons reasons for existing and i think what what these conspiracies try to try to do is like delegitimize these movements are claim they have like darker more nefarious ends ends than the ends than they actual than they actually do do and they, they do do this by focusing on either like a, the handful of Jews who are usually within this movement are like one one Jewish person who's hi, who's higher up and up in this is is usually as part of like some some like wide ranging conspiracy theories about Jews like 
controlling society controlling society like during the appeal that marriage that, ma- that manifested in and earlier manifested in like accusing people of working for a source or some other billionaire um you you defense had like a, a very strange focus on the only two jewish tds like uh shatter and take shatter and taylor posting out their names and likeness and leaflets sometimes even even going to their ha- young houses yeah that's up there yeah, and that yeah. did all So can happen. I say one, Martin, can I say one little thing? Anytime yeah. they, they use the word open democracy, all of a mm. sudden, if there was, like, literally open democracy gave money to, say, uh, Transparency Ireland, automatically mm. they, they would assume open democracy is part of the George Soros plot to um, to take over the world. This was the, this was the kind mm. of shitty linkage, wasn't it? Uh, and that whole yeah, NGO yeah, linkage, Tony, where the whole NGO sector is linked to to, you know, some sort of nefarious purposes going on in the NGO sector, when a large amount of the NGO sector is funded by charity. I mean, it, it simply is funded by charity. In the current context, Jacob, th- we see in Ireland there are Israeli people and Jewish people who are both pro and anti what Israel is doing at the moment. It's not a homogenous voice within Ireland. Are you finding it difficult mm. to have your voice separated, we'll say, from the voice of the Israeli ambassador. Ambassador, uh, yes, uh, yes. Sir. I mean, I, I mean, I can't blame people. There's, there's like a big, wide-ranging f- efforts to equate Israel with Israel with the Jewish people, people, and argue that Jewish people speak with a homogenized voice. I think it's very, very important to focus on the reason this happens and the reason there is such wide-ranging support for Israel in both. Europe, Europe, and the US. I think the actual anti-Semitic ans- answer is that, like, Israel somehow controls. It's like tiny little country somehow controls these massive conglomerate, like, uh, conglomerate, conglomerates, conglomerates and empires. I is, which is like absurd, which is of course absurd, absurd, absurd. Like, like the. Re- like the real reason for this is Israel's position in this like matrix of like arms manufacturing of security te- security technology is our status as like basically a military outpost outpost for uh for for like European and American int- and American interests. Now I, I think like um Jewish people we can go a bit we can go a bit too far with this analysis analysis like like the position is made they do have some leverage and they do have some independence and they can to. A certain extent influence Amer- American and Euro- European uh, actions, but like they're definitely not like in control in the driver's seat, seat of this. And uh, of this, I, and mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. sorry, just to think it's really important to point this out because it's that it's that nonsense of where where you've been pointing out to to us for years, where you know. Um, when it comes down to it, you know that this this idea that somehow the Israeli lobby tells the American government what to do. When, but you're quite right to point out that there is there's, there's corporate interests, there's military industrial complex interests. There's um there as you said, there's the policeman in the Middle East interests. There's you know there's, so it's so it's geopolitically strategically in, prop, um and then you have the you know and if you say anything. Then you're, you know, they bring up the atrocity that was the 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 Holocaust, the the, the barbarity that that was the the Nazi regime. So, and and that is all very real. But we've then, as you've as you've pointed out, we've then Europe has then outsourced its guilt to to the land in 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 uh, in what now makes up modern day Israel and what parts of Palestine still exist. Um, can I? Can we? I want to want to ask you a couple of things though. 
there is still fuckers out there. I'm sorry to be so blunt, but there's still so we saw what happened in Dagestan. Uh, people coming off a plane. They're looking for Jewish people coming off a plane. We see today in New York City a business attacked because it was a Jewish business. It is very real, like that people will be do you know will act on this kind of um, this rhetoric because, as we've seen, uh, like if you if you go into any of the statistics and there's you know mass shootings, you'll see white supremacists are killing people because of because of these things. But it, but are Jewish people because you're, like there's not many Jewish people like uh, they're scattered across the globe. It's not a big. Are, do do you fear? The idea that, you know, when you're standing with people calling for, for peace in, in, in Palestine and peace in Israel, do you fear that, that people will turn on you? Because I I personally wouldn't let anyone say shit about my friend Jacob, but I just see so many people who um who I think I, I can understand why people would be nervous, you know? Mm. Um I think there is a nervousness, there's a fear, there's a discount discomfort uh, first i'll say on my part like i have had no bad ex- no bad experiences amongst the crowds crowds at pro palestine marches marches i've been welcomed i've been a- i've been a embra- i've been embraced and i think it's also really important to stress that like to the extent there are uh anti-semitic anti-Semitic backlashes which do happen which happen which are real you've pointed out a few examples this isn't the fault or responsibility of palestinians like they did not create anti-Semitism. That was that was Europe. They're not. They're, they don't uphold the structures that maintain anti-Semitism. That's like also you know, largely Europe and Europe and Europe and America and like uh, whatever authoritarian systems are like local are local to each re- each region. Region. I think it's also really important to point out out us. Like honestly, I'd, I I feel much better among like pro-Palestine crowds. Out in Ireland or elsewhere, uh, among among which there are often many Jews, than like with some of the more vigorous like pro-Israel crowds, like the far right groups in like Hungary or Poland, are like Christian evangelical supporters of Trump, Trump in America. In America, these these like often quite anti-Semitic anti-Semitic groups groups who have, who who are very who are very supportive of Israel for a number of reasons. Do you think uh, yes, there is? Do you do you, do you think there is an element of the enemy of my enemy is my friend and that once this situation has passed, then those groups who have been traditionally anti-Semitic will absolutely return full fold to being anti-Semitic, that this will not change their opinions on Jewish people. All they're doing is saying, we hate Palestinians more than we hate Jews at this present moment in time. Uh, I'd actually go further than that and say they're doing both. They are perfectly capable of doing both at the same time. Time, it's time. Uh, being both pro-Israel and anti-Semitic is a very, unfortunately, a very popular uh, position. Position. You have to remember, like a lot of the most vociferously pro-Israel groups are like the same people who like spread George Soros conspiracies, who spread other anti-Semitic conspiracies. Like Trump, uh, Trump, probably the most pro-Israel president in history, directly inspired like the most violent anti-Jewish pogrom in American in American history history by history by talking all the time about how like. Source was like funding an invasion from the south, from the south words which were repeated in the shooters man, shooters manifesto, manifesto. Uh, like like to the extent these groups like Israel, Israel, well, uh, Israel. It's because like they're 
they're doing to Palestinians, what these groups want to do to minorities in their own countries. And I, and I, and I think these groups also split up like, like Zionists, because they think like to be Jewish is to be Zionist. Avada, like Zionism is Judaism. Okay. Can we, can, that, we like, can, can we press pause on that for a minute? Cause I think that's, okay. that's, that's where I want to go with this because, um, okay, okay. We now have a problem, as you know, internationally, and and much of the what I would what I would deem the far right, they would obviously object to it, and and we got we got to understand. Quite often, you're not far right. You just you're just a fascist or a wannabe fascist, right? <laughs> um, but we know that one of the main issues we've had, and we haven't addressed it yet, is that you know the the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, the the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism. Managed to, um, you know, bro- talk about when when you're talking about criticisms of of Israel. So often, if you are con- if you're criticizing Israel, some people make that sound like you're criti- criticizing Judaism or, or the Jewish people, and it's very difficult to try and um, to try and walk that line. We only have to look at, and I mean, and uh, and again. Uh, Paddy Cosgrave is not a sympathetic person, okay? But Paddy Cosgrave suffered for putting out a both a both side statement, and 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 we saw what happened in terms of you mentioned the military industrial complex. Much of what happens in in Israel, there's a lot of there's a tech conference as well. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot like. Mm. Missiles that hit, by the way, in the Al Shifa hospital could be well d- directed by the likes of Siemens, uh, Google, Amazon, because they because they, they use the, they they power the Nimbus uh, IDF um, cloud support for geo for geolocation. So we know all of these things are linked. Can I ask you about the definition of anti-Semitism? Because we've spoken about it before, but it was a couple of years ago, and I'm sure we've a lot of new listeners now who who are are thinking to themselves, going, "What are these guys on about?" Um, Jacob, give us your breakdown of it, if you don't mind, and and the problems with criticizing uh, Israel and then therefore being being deemed to be anti-Semitic. And I don't I don't agree mm. with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tony. Tony, I mean, anti-Semitism—it's very hard to come up with a coherent definition of anti-Semitism because it's simultaneously like a form of bigotry against Jews and like a wide-ranging kind of worldview and conspiracy theory. Theory which like morphs, morphs and changes to a certain extent, sent depending on the country or country. Although it does like obviously a lot of like underlying coher- uh, coherence, coherence. Uh, which like uh, the IHRA definition you mentioned, which is being pushed again, not necessarily by necessarily by by, Jew- by Jews, by by the military industrial complex and other powerful powerful industry in- industries that fund pro Israel lobby groups. Like groups is being pushed as like the official definition. Um, I mean, if look on the HRA, if you're looking for something that just tries to like shoehorn in anything that could possibly be anti-Semitic, the HRA, it's okay, okay. But but to the extent of codifying it in law, the IHRA has a, makes a lot of references to to is to Israel and leaves a lot of leeway leeway for interpreting almost any statement about Israel as as anti-Semitic, including anything that that like actually pushes forward, forward a just resolution, res- resolution uh, to the conflict, conflict, conflict like like, like people who people who talk about, for instance, like a single secular state for both peoples are routinely accused accused of uh, wanting like the destruction of Israel with the implicit 
um, the, the implicit message message that these people are essentially advocating genocide even though like it's just it's just like it's a very liberal um middle middle of the road statement if you think about the idea that like everyone deserves to live in like a secular state with rights with rights for all for all and and according to Yahya anything like that is just completely out of out of bounds bounds and automatically anti-semitic in this era where anti-semitism and it is real Jacob, it does exist, but it's been diluted by um, everything being labelled as anti-Semitism. Do you think that that is a negative for Jewish people in general, in that that the overuse of anti-Semitism to shut down criticism is delegitimizing anti-Semitism as a legitimate issue? Uh, I'd, I'd, uh, again, thank you for your comment, Martin. I'd actually, I'd actually go further than what, than what you're say, saying and, uh, and argue that, that the definition of anti-Semitism being, that being pushed is one that includes almost anything real you could say about Israel and often excludes, uh, the, uh, the actual vociferous conspiratorial, uh, anti-Semitism Ism, that is often that is often like vi- that is often violent because the groups uh, pushing this de- this definition and this idea of it are like almost always allied to group to groups groups as we, as we always said said leadership Hungary Poland America right wing America America that are, that are very anti semitic and that are pushing anti anti semitism ism especially the idea that like that like um liberal or progressive movements are like secretly controlled by jews are are exist as some kind of like jewish plot to destroy society society so i, I want uh it's not so things to attention as that there are like competing there are competing narratives on what anti-semitism is and what is and what's for and and what me and the all the, Jew, the jewish people i know in the protesting movement are trying to reclaim lame is the, is the right Right to say that this uh, idea of it is threatening to us, yes, that we that we have to re- reorient it and refocus it is away is away from that that and onto the real threat, real threat to us, us and reclaim a narrative that that champions uh, champions the ability for Jews to live wherever we want, want in a multicultural, anti-racist society. I think, like, I mean, Martin, I don't want to push in, but that's just, isn't isn't that so perfectly succinct when you think about it? Well, I, I, I could spend 15 minutes talking about it, I wouldn't get to, to, to the nub of it like you do, Jacob, but I would I would also ask people listening, um, and I'm, I'm asking you now, Jacob, for a bit of advice, if they are listening to this and they're thinking, that it's not, it's not that there isn't anti-Semitism in in the movement, or or you know, because we've seen the situation whereby you know how it, how it was used, it was weaponized several times. It was weaponized famously against Jeremy Corbyn and the likes. We've seen how it's weaponized. How do how would you advise people to spot these things? I, I, like, I mean, I know you've sent me links in the past, and I've read them. Big um, this. How should people be be wary of it? Because it's it it can be just a quiet hum sometimes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, usually my advice is, is just, is just like, uh, just like ask, uh, ask like any left, left wing Jewish people, you, you know, about this, uh, about this. Oh, hell, like ask a, ask a local Palestinian since they, since they are usually, mu- uh, honestly much better, 
better than the average person person in Europe and not not engaging in these things. Things I'd say the only real surefire surefire way to do this is to actually l- learn what anti-Semitism really is. Is is learn about history, learn about its trash to left wing liberal or progressive or progressive movements movements the way it's weapon it's weaponized against them, which today is a dual aspect of like simultaneously these these movements are like a tra- like anti-Semitic and attached Jews and also secretly controlled by Jews by Jews who Jews who want to destroy destroy society society like the only there isn't really any short any shortcuts course except learning about anti-Semitism itself and like once you do I think you you two can speak on this you will start recognizing it in re- in rhetoric and narratives uh, employed employed against left-wing movements oh we do and of course we do and and it is largely down to uh, people like yourself and other people that we know who who inform us and and you need to be informed do you think and I suppose a bit of an odd question do you think the current form of being both anti-Semitic and pro-Israel at the same time is kind of a, a a reflection on our poor education system, our lack of history, and our lack of critical thinking. I mean, really, I think it's a reflection of our failure to properly deal with the, with the results in the wake of the Second World War and the Holocaust, in the wake of the, a decision that isn't that like instead of actually really de- dealing with with the way it manifests in society, we decide we're just going to dump all this history and all this trauma onto the heads of Palestinians, people who like have no have had no part in us, who did not create us, create us, and that's going to be going to be how how we make up for us. That's going to be how we deal for, deal with it within our own societies. IEDs, ju- IEDs just uh, just support just support Israel. Israel and keep be, keep beating down the Palestinians, Indians, Indians, which like which obviously is un, is unten, untenable, can like cannot and cannot last last, and also of course allows move like movements across Europe and also the the US as I as I've always said said to free to freely just like tra- use anti-Semitism in public in public discourse. It, it is. Yeah, um, the- sorry, Martin, go ahead. I was going to think, you know, in a better world, the the Palestinians and the Israelis would be allies with the Irish people. We well, all have. Well, well, well Jacob will we point have out similar experience. Well, go back. Let's go back twenty minutes ago to when Jacob said anti-Semitism is not a good enough term because it doesn't it doesn't actually mean what it says because we're they're you know they're the Abrahamic. Uh, uh, religions the faith the people they descend mm. from the same idea so it's even at that you know the the, the, the semites as such jacob as you know look I, I don't want to get bogged down in that but it's uh mm. but it is it is it is an imperfect definition as you said yourself because it doesn't it doesn't bear the scrutiny of of history um do you the the, the final thing for me though is obviously you know do do you take heart and 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 I'm going to do the whole as a Jew, Jacob? Do you, do you take heart watching scenes like you know um, Jewish Voices for Peace going out and you know stopping um, train train stations in New York, seeing the protests that have taken place, seeing people step step up and and showing that you know that that there is um there is a wide and diverse jewish community yes israel has uh, is important and has its right to exist but do not commit war crimes in the name of the jewish people 
Uh, yeah, I've been incredibly heartened by all the, Jew- the Jewish voices of, su- of support. Um, look, I'd, I'd discourage you from like being too to- too tokenistic or get be getting into the idea that like that uh, all these Jewish people supporting Palestine is what legitimizes Palestine because obviously, like the legitimacy of the Palestinian cause, it uh, carries itself. It doesn't need Jewish people in the di- in diaspora to speak of it to be correct. When I Criticize, criticize Israel. I'll speak up for Palestinian rights. What I'm saying is just as valid, valid uh, as what any Irish person or any person person would would feel saying the same thing. I, except in like certain specific circumstances, where I'm talking, where I'm speaking from my own experience. Experiences. With uh, with that said, said said it is strategically valuable at, at times for Jewish people, people to put ourselves front and center, center to stage some of the protests we've seen in like Berlin and New York, in New York and London, in London, London. It is a very powerful, powerful message. And we know it, which is why we do it. There's a reason like Irish people, the broad based out here is very unusual. You go to most places, it's like Arabs, a few far left people and Jew- and a handful of Jews who are carrying the Palestinian car, Palestinian cars. Ours, ours, and like I, and I, but really, I could not be more proud of of the Jewish people, specific everyone, but uh, my Jewish comrades specifically for for everything they've done in the past few week, few weeks, few weeks. Uh, without which, I would, I really would feel feel uh, very alert, very alone, and very and very dispirited. All we can say, Jacob, is thank you very much for coming on, having this conversation with us again, as always. A pleasure. As always, a pleasure to have you on. It's always a pleasure to have this conversation. We'll have you back a lot quicker the next time. And we will. I, I will beleaguer Tony to get the roller yeah. decks that, out. That, that's and, that's and a, a dig that's look. a dig at me. That's a dig at me. Jacob, you are but you are kind of the epitome of what I would call, you know, the the, the left person in Ireland, regardless of your religion, you you recognize an injustice, you stand up, okay, the injustice is more personal to you than it is to other people, but you're able to stand up, you're able to separate your religion from what's happening and the events that are happening and able to say, well, no, I don't agree with this and this does not speak for all of me, which we're really used to doing here in Ireland. We're really used to saying, our government doesn't speak for us. (laughs) You must be joking. We do it all the time. So I am very, very happy that you've that you do what you do, and I think it's brilliant that you do what you do. And thank you very much for coming on and having this conversation. I just want to point out. Thank very, you so much, Ron. Very quickly, I would literally kill all of you to have Jacob's voice just for twenty minutes. What a voice! It's just it's you literally. It's like pour. It's like pouring warm sugar. Warm sugar, Martin. Warm chocolate sugar. It, Jacob, it, you're a legend. Oh, and, stop! And, and, oh, oh, stop. Oh, wait, wait, you wait, don't yeah. mind him, Jacob. Uh, I speak the same way, and I have to tone myself down for tone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure, Martin. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I pretend to be a man of the people. <laughs> that's that's exactly my point. He's. He's the guy who taught. He literally Martin is the only guy who failed downwards. I know, <laughs> <laughs> folks. It was in a, just make just look. We will link to Jacob's um, uh, social media. So do give him a follow. Uh, a brilliant, a brilliant voice. Uh, a brilliant, a brilliant activist and someone who I've great time for. Who opened my and eyes and to certainly things. read read Jacob's stuff. I mean, if you want to read the history, 
Ray Jacobs stuff. Please. Yeah, no, and, and do. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We will continue to cover these events. We will continue to cover this, and we will try to continue to bring you people from Gaza on the ground because I think those voices are very important and the media has not done a great job in my mind in amplifying the voices from the and we'll talk to you all very very soon take care bye bye Tony and Martin Martin and Tony speaking to interesting people only it's the Echo Chamber podcast subscribe now on Patreon